Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy January 4th, 2022. That's right, we are in the midterms year. Some of you are very excited about that. If you have been in any of my spaces, you know that I am not exactly uh, asking you to place all of your hope in the midterms and taking the house back. I think that is uh, miss or displaced hope. Hopium. I am not selling hopium on this show. If you have not signed up for my newsletters, I highly encourage you to do so at monicamatthews.com. I do not blow up your inbox with a plethora of uh of emails so you know what you know what always cracks me up so yesterday i sent out my uh my podcast for the first podcast of the year and i did hear from someone who was like you know piss off and i thought that was interesting because i'm like so fun fact all you really have to do is unsubscribe from my newsletters it's it it, i'm just not one of those people right like i'm not gonna follow you in order to tell you to piss off uh, I'm just not like, why would I even wait? My time is much more valuable than that. So it always kind of makes me chuckle whenever I get those type of messages. Um, and I'm thinking, why did you even take the time to go to my, to my website, sign up for my newsletter in order for you to tell me to F, to F off? Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. That is a very weak minded uh, individual. And I don't really understand that mindset. Uh, that's just not me. However, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still getting over what I've had for the past seven days, which is not COVID by the way. Um, and so last, last night I, I co-hosted a space with my friend, uh, crypto lawyer, uh, which some of you are familiar with. My spaces are slightly different from his um, in that he is very candid. He is also very free and open with his uh, expletives and language because that is just simply part of his persona, part of his personality. Uh, it, it's not it's not necessarily something that you will find in my spaces, uh, but I do find that his spaces are littered with wonderful people from all over the world. Um, and we are asking, you know, very timely questions, uh, thought-provoking questions, and and he does uh, his spaces do elicit, um, you know, um, critical, critically thinking individuals, which I appreciate. So, um, so I'm I'm honored to co-host. Uh, we have different personalities, but that's okay. And some of you are hyper offended by that because you align me with the gospel and with all things holy, and that's wonderful. Uh, but if you have followed me for any length of time, you do know that I also can subscribe to somewhat of a potty mouth, although I am reining that in uh, more in recent days, just because I find it... Um, I don't know. I mean, I could take credit for that and tell you that I just find it unnecessary to make my point. Although I've, I've never really utilized um, expletives 
um, or otherwise known as vulgarity to, to prove my points is it's more just been a matter of that's just how I feel. Right. And so if you follow me and you're not some super hyper religious pearl clutcher, you know that I express exactly how I feel. Um, you know, but I don't know. I guess I just kind of feel like, Neh. you know, um, if it's going to offend 10% of my audience, it's not really worth losing 10% of my audience. I'd rather have you with me. Right? I'd rather not spend my time offending you over personality differences. And um, and that's just me. So, but you will find me in co-hosting uh with my new friend, uh crypto lawyer, <clears throat> excuse me, who is obviously a pseudonym, a former DOJ uh prosecutor, and uh you're just someone who obviously, you know, runs his spaces by a pseudonym. Uh, but very interesting space last night. Oh my gosh. We were talking about Soleimani and, uh, you know, the, the anniversary of President Trump basically kind of unilaterally, if you will, making a decision to basically eviscerate. Uh, this man who is known, uh, by, uh, by, uh, by these folks as, as a terrorist. I mean, he's a special operations, you know, basically general, if you will. I mean, basically second in command, uh, in that particular regime. And just President Trump and apparently Mike Pompeo have been called to the carpet. Uh, by mullahs and others uh, who have said, hey, we need to take these two before a special court and we're going to try them for, you know, crimes against us because it was, it was an assassination. Uh, it was not, uh, it, it was not okayed by Congress and it was not okayed by us. And, uh, you know, who are you, America, to come over here and wipe out one of our own special, uh, special operatives? Well, What's funny is that whenever you look into a little bit of Soleimani, what you realize is that he was a little bit of a provocateur, if you will, who is someone who basically said, yeah, suck it. You know, he kind of poked the kitty in the nose a lot and uh, kind of felt like he was untouchable, right? And, you know, I always warn people about that level of comfort. I don't care who is directing you from the top down, right? No one is untouchable. No one, no one is completely um, inescapable uh, from the powers that be. No one, none of us. I'm just going to tell you, none of us. And so I kind of chuckle whenever I see my, my colleagues come out with, I'm taking down the deep state. You know, and I think, wow, I mean, have you been a student of history for anyone who has ever, you know, overtly come out and said, I'm taking down the deep state, you know, and there's kind of a part of me that, okay, I get it. I get it. Right. Because you see the deep state as an enemy. And, and so you're planting your flag, right? Then you're like, I'm not going to be moved. I'm taking you down. And then there's the realistic part of me that looks at it and goes, hmm, well, that's interesting. Like you do realize you're taking on an entire apparatus. And I, and I also know as a student of the gospel and a woman of the kingdom of God, um, that, you know, that I am, I am working within the parameters of, uh, God's authority in the earth. But I also realize that, um, 
I also realize that there is wisdom and knowledge in navigating the mind field called uh, this life, right? And so I think um, for me personally, as an influencer, as a commentator, it just simply makes more sense to uh, reach your heart and your mind far more important, your soul, right? For you to be able to be equipped to plant your own flag, your own flag of solidarity to life, love, and liberty, right? And to make your own decisions that you will need to make. Uh, and ultimately, that is a top up, I mean, that is a bottom up approach to uh, planting your own uh, flag of truth, your own banner of truth in the ground and uh, being able to stand for freedom, right? In your own personal solidarity, as well as in your communities and your uh, states. So that's just me. I mean, you're not going to hear me say I'm, I'm taking on the deep state. You know, I'm, I'm just, that's just, I'm coming for you. I mean, that's just a... It's just a whole lot of bloviating, right? It's just a whole lot of ego. So I digress. So last evening, we were in this space, and we were talking about uh, Soleimani. And what's interesting is that people from Iran, uh, they do actually tap into my spaces as well, outside of this particular crypto lawyer space where I'm co-hosting. And and they will tell you, you know, they're operating through a VPN. They realize that it could cost them their li- literally their heads. Right. Uh, people who are like we're they're no longer pra- practicing Muslims. Uh, they're very grateful for the work of Donald Trump. And I got to tell you, across the board in this space last night, that was the general echo from folks who have escaped that rule and uh, fled to or fled to uh, Canada, the United States and, and uh, Europe alike. Right where where they have found uh, asylum from this crazy overreach um, of, I mean you you can't even call it it's not fascism, I mean it's just absolute abject totalitarianism. It, it is it is um, and it's all predicated. Some people think it's just all political. I don't believe that for a second. It is 1,000% predicated upon uh, a fundamental belief. It is it's predicated upon fundamentalism with regard to Islam and a particular sect of Islam. And there are multiple sects of Islam, right? So very important. And, and the beauty of these spaces is that you get to hear the voices of people. Right, you get to hear the terror in their voices. You get to hear the hope. You get to hear the gratitude. The um, you know the solidarity. I mean, there are things that happen in the human voice in in the audible space that simply do not connect uh, in the written space. It just doesn't, or the visual space. Um, it, it is there's something that ha- that happens in the auditory space that, that in the audible space that you that cannot be replicated in other mediums. And so I love the Twitter spaces. I cannot stress that enough. They go on literally for hours, for hours, because you have people who, you know, they want to argue or pontificate or, you know, call you out. It's great. It's great. It, it, it is, it is exactly what is needed 
Uh, and, and sure, people are like, you do realize that they are uh, recording everything. Okay, and I automatically assume that every piece of my communications are being monitored by someone, you know, and okay, if, if you're, you know, if you get your rocks off listening to me talk to various uh, people, then I, I, sure, I guess that's on you. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if I were planning something or a part of something uh, nefarious, then it would matter to me that you listen to me, but I'm not, and nor have I ever been. So, you know, but I do understand the landscape of today's um, society in my own country. And, and many Americans have not caught up to where we are. You just haven't. And some think it's kind of a game, right? It, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's some kind of a game that people are listening to us, right? And it, it makes you feel like you're part of something. Well, I don't think it's cute. I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I just really think of it as, well, you know, it, it, is, a, it is what it is. And my communications with folks is no different than it would be if I were sitting across from someone who was, you know, looking at me while I'm communicating with others. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was really, you know, the, the folks in Iran were like, man, we are celebrating. Like, this is a national holiday for those of us who were super pumped that President Trump eviscerated this guy. Like, he's just gone into the ether, right, through a drone strike. And you got to know that Obama is, is notable for over 545 drone strikes, Right? President Trump nails this guy, and apparently he's being hauled before he's being called to be, along with Mike Pompeo, is being called to, you know, be hauled before a, I don't know, some kind of an international tribunal. Who knows? Good luck with that. Um, You know, but I, I just thought to myself, huh, would I put it past the left to actually do that? No, I would not. No, not by any, not in any way, shape, or form. If they could hand Donald Trump over to an international court to watch him, uh, you know, be systematically or incrementally taken apart, they would absolutely do that. The people on the left and some folks who are part of the establishment right would positively uh, do exactly that in anyone who supports him. Uh, without a doubt, that is something uh, they would do. So, you know, it's, I, I encourage you to get involved and to get engaged and to come over to my Twitter space at Monica on Air Talk and listen to some of these conversations uh, taking place and, and engage. You know, many of you just kind of hide in the shadows because you're not exactly sure um, what to say. You know, maybe some of you don't feel equipped, but you are. And this is a great place for you to actually get engaged and to allow your voice to be heard and whoever's recording, you know, whatever. Uh, So something I tweeted today, which I thought was kind of funny, I had a very long lunch with a a business friend, a business colleague, and um, and he says, (laughs) it's so good. Most people are from Venus, and the rest of us are from Mars. All right. So surely you guys are familiar with the book, Men Are From Venus and Men Are From Mars, right? And so he's like, no, 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 no. 
No, no, no. I contend that most people are from Venus, right? And the rest of us are from Mars. And I thought that was great because it is absolutely true. I watch some of the responses from men in all my, you know, my Twitter feed and my spaces and just kind of across the board through social media. And I'm thinking, wow, when did you guys become so estrogen dominant that, you know what I mean, that you have actually rejected your own testosterone? I mean, that's kind of interesting. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not interested in living on Mars. Like I am a female through and through. Um, And I'm perfectly fine on Venus. If we're going to go binary, planetary, you know, binary, um, I'm perfectly fine living on Venus. But what I'm not fine with is an entire generation of men living on Venus with me. Like, no, that, that, that is, it's not attractive. It is unnecessary. It's actually a danger to society. And no matter how many times women tried to put you in dresses, I would, you know, ardently defend your, um, your abjectness. Uh, necessity to pursue manhood at all costs at all costs because we absolutely need men to be men we just do and 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 you guys complaining and whining about the social tropes and social justice warriors and we're just not sure who we're supposed to be no bs no 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 and no that does not give you a pass that does not give you a pass to being men, to not being men, rather. No, it just doesn't. Uh, so that's yet another excuse for you not to step up to the plate. So I loved what he said. I love the fact that it came from a man and who is absolutely, you know, all all boy, all man. And I thought to myself, wow, these, these answers are going to be very interesting uh, once I post this. And assuredly, most assuredly, they have been. So I would encourage you to, um, to, uh, to go check that out. So, you know, I, I could spend some time tonight focusing on the news cycle, what's in the news cycle, what are we doing with the elections, what are we doing with whatever the hell has happened today, all of that. But I, you know, I just want to encourage you, if I can, to, to really take the time at the beginning of this year to decide, to decide, to make a mental, not emotional, mental decision, right? A mental, a mindful decision about what your plumb line is going to be moving into 2022. Not political, not emotional, okay? But mental. Make a mental choice, right? Because if you're a Christian, we have the mind of who? Christ, which is always about liberation and jurisdiction, Always. And so if you have the mind of Christ, what does that mean? How does that manifest in your daily life? Right? How does that manifest politically? How does that manifest uh, civically in your daily life? How does that uh, manifest in your marriages? Right? In your uh, parental relationship? How does that manifest? And so who and whose are you? is a good place to start for this year. Who and whose are you? Who are you and whose are you, right? As you're moving into this new year, I think that's just a really sound and solid place 
from which to uh, jump off for this year. Uh, apparently, there is a space that we are all uh, that we're all going to be in this evening uh, that I just noticed. <laughs> that is. Um, that is uh, going to be about Rittenhouse, liberal racism at Arizona State University. So I, I imagine this is going to be about Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, you will note that I was relatively silent during most of that from his verdict, um, you know, moving forward because we were, we were upon the holidays. I was traveling and also sick, as I reminded you yesterday. Um, I will say this, I, I believe that um, whoever, whomever is running Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, PR campaign is someone who does not have his best interest at heart. I don't know who that is. Um, I do not follow a lot of the rhetoric around him, uh, but, but I did see where at Turning Point USA, he, you know, they kind of rolled out the red carpet for Kyle. Um, and I think a independent journalist, you know, got a little, um, you know, zealous, overzealous about asking him some questions and he was subsequently, uh, forcefully removed from from Turning Point USA's uh, conference, and it made headlines. Um, he probably could have handled that in a less, uh, you know, hysterical manner in in attempting to bum rush uh, Kyle and his security team. But I did think it was slightly over the top. And I got to tell you, um, I, I personally, I'm not a big fan. Listen, I come from the music industry. Okay, so I come from the Grammys, right? Like I'm Grammy nominated. Um, I come from the glitz and the glamour and the cameras and the all the BS, right? The smoke and the mirrors and, you know, people worshiping others. And so I get all of that. So the last thing on earth I, I have any level of tolerance for is this um, mania around political figures whenever it comes to idolizing them on a political red carpet. And sadly, what I see happening, because everyone is dying for some type of a savior, whether you're on the left or the right, because the left is not very happy with the Obama, with the Biden administration. <laughs> I think I got that right, the Obama administration. A little, uh, you know, uh, a little Freudian slip there. But with the Biden administration, or regime, if you will, um, respectively, I, I think, you know, everyone's looking for a savior. And so I'm not one to roll out the red carpet for political figures. And it gets me in trouble because, in trouble because people are really upset with me that I'm not a Trump sycophant, that I'm not, um, you know, a sycophant period that it's just not really, it's not who I am. It's not my mindset. It's not how I've ever been. Right. And sure. I, you know, I've absolutely been on team Trump, um, you know, for the better half of his administration and presidency. Um, but there have been some very stark moments in recent days where I've decided, nope, that's just not for me. You know, someone's inability to recognize uh, facts and data uh, whenever it comes to something, something that they would, you know, that they cannot um, resist the temptation 
to uh, exalt as, as a as a as a matter of success, right, uh, over their administration, um, over the facts and the data, uh, it's just something I can't get with. That's just me. So that makes me now, according to some Trump cultists, uh, that makes me an anti-Trumper, as if I'm actively working against President Trump in any form of a candidacy in the future. And nothing could be further from the truth, because... I'm not working for or against it. I've simply um, made a decision for myself as of right now. And I realize that many of you see me as an influencer and what I say matters and I could influence others. And I understand that. But you know what? Make your own decision. I make my decisions based on my own conscience, on my, on my own, you know, what I can say amen or ouch to at the end of the day. So I implore you to do the same. You know, there's no need to be hysterical. These people are politicians. A lot of this is mostly theater. I'm not going to lie. If you've learned nothing else over the past five years of your life, hopefully you know that the majority of this crap is theater. Of everything that President Trump achieved in the way of promises made and promises kept, I'm going to ask you, how have those, how are those things still affording you peace, uh, love and happiness and, and lower prices at the tank right now? How are those things happen? How are those things helping you? Right? So hopefully you have learned that at the beginning and the end of the day, the only thing that you really have is to place your hope in things that are eternal. I mean, I could stop the entire show right there. Right? And I realize the theater is exciting. It's part of our lives. It's, you know, it is what it is. But it's futile. It is. It is absolutely futile. So, you know, when I, when I, when, when I say things like, well, I've, you know, removed myself that from that particular train until the rhetoric and the narrative changes, uh, that really triggers many people. I'm just going to tell you it does. I've lost a lot of followers over it. And if you've learned something about me, you know, that it's that, you know what, if you're here today, great. If you're gone tomorrow, whatever. I realize being in the entertainment industry that people are fickle and that's not an indictment on you. It's just the reality. You are only as good as your last album. And so my hope is not in you continuing to follow me. So my sunset, my sunrise, none of that is predicated upon your follow, right? Like we are in relationship with one another, but we don't always have to agree. And that's the beauty of being in a relationship. In an adult relationship, right? And so that all that to be said, I I would encourage you to, I caution you to pay attention to the propensity to exalt political figures into this, you know, deity status where you think uh, 2022 and 2024 is going to save you or the nation, I really caution you against that. And so whenever I look at people like Kyle, who, excuse me, are being led through the streets, you know, like the Pied Piper 
Um, it's a turnoff to me personally. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm happy that the kid in his, uh, his case turned out the way that it did, as it should have. I don't think he should have ever gone to trial, personally. I mean, if you don't either. And that's not because he's white or conservative, you know, or any of that. I just feel like it was a very obvious case of uh, self-defense. Whether you think he should have been there or not is not even the point. That's not what he was on trial for. So, you know, uh, if more people had actually shown up during the summer of love, grown men, as opposed to a 17-year-old, quote, child, um, you know, maybe it would have been interesting how, you know, the country turned out. Right. Instead of watching your cities burn or watching black, quote, unquote, black cities burn and uh, accusing other black people of allowing their cities to be destroyed. Well, where were you? Where were you whenever this kid showed up to say, hey, you know, I've had enough. Right. And so he was exonerated and that's fine. Uh, And that's wonderful. And that says a lot for our Second Amendment and our ability to defend ourselves. Um, but to roll him out as some kind of a, you know, the voice character, right, where he's just won the final battle <laughs> of, I don't know, or The Bachelor, right? Um, I, I, I don't agree with it. I just don't. I feel like it diminishes uh, what has actually been accomplished uh, through his suffering to be honest with you. And some of you feel like I'm being a complete jackass for saying that. And that's fine. That's totally fine with me. I don't really care. Uh, but many people have asked me, what, what do you think as a communications, um, professional, you know, would, are you on board with this? Absolutely not. I would tell that child to go get some psychological and professional and spiritual help, take some time off, uh, you know, get outside of the spotlight and do the country a favor and, uh, and go get some healing and grow up, go spend some time with your family, uh, you know, continue on with your media exploits with regard to, you know, uh, the legal exploits that are in front of you and, uh, you know, take down those people who have, who have continued to defame you and practice libel and, uh, you know, and just take some time off. That was a very, um, that was a very traumatic time for that kid. So I don't think becoming some, you know, the voice hero of the country is healthy for him. I just don't. Part of that is the professional in me. Part of that's the minister. And part of that is the mama. You know, take your butt home and uh, be with your family. Get some help and uh, spiritual and psychological and emotional. And uh, get yourself together and go on about your life. You know, you, you don't have to be a hero to the rest of the country. You don't, you don't have to allow people to elevate you to some kind of a God status. I think it's in poor taste and I don't agree with it. So that's where I stand on that. So I would caution you again against putting your hopes in anyone, right? I mean, God, if we've learned nothing else this year, that for sure has been part of it. So again, I could spend time going over, uh, you know, the, the, the call for a trial of Mike Pompeo and Donald Trump, uh, in the Middle East. You know, I could talk about supply chain. I could talk about what's coming up in the midterm. And I will in the coming days, you know, talk about a lot of things. But as we're starting this year out together, I really want to draw your attention to, uh, you. 
I want to draw your attention to you and in you asking, you know, where are your eyes? Where's your hope? Where's your joy? Where's your peace? Right? Many of your families are falling apart. I get your emails. They don't fall on deaf ears. I see them. I hear you. You know, many of you are extremely, you're so hunkered down. You're so invested in what's happening in the country that your families are legitimately suffering. And so I want to encourage you, you know, you have an eternity to pay attention to, right? You have a husband or wife or mother, father, brother, sister, kids, right? You have a family or maybe you just have yourself and that's fine. And at the end of the day, none of these people running for office really genuinely give a damn about you or your family or it directly impacts you. If you've learned nothing else, I hope you've for sure learned that, right? And so again, my takeaway from 2021 has been to really keep your eyes on what's going to last it's going to last. And whenever you listen to folks who have watched their country decimated since 1979, right, in Iran, and you see what it was in 1978 compared to what it is now, you realize just how fragile your freedom, your ability to express yourself, your constitution. Some of you are like, well, we have the constitution. Iran doesn't, right? Well, do you, how many people do you see molesting your constitutional rights right now or attempting to? So all of it is very fragile. So I want to encourage you to engage your families, engage your communities, whatever you do, do not give up your fight, but focus on what is going to last. And that will always be the eternal. So until tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at Monica on Air Talk. I am on Getter under Monica Matthews. Thank you, Jason Miller, for uh, promoting my account and for uh, for verifying my Getter account. I do appreciate you, sir. And uh, yeah, get on over there and follow me. And you know, be good to your neighbor. Beginning in your own mirror. And if you're American, you know what to do. Act like one. <laughs>